Hey guys, welcome to the East Primal Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Now, a few weeks ago, no, just last week actually, I told you about the time I tried to fly, right? I climbed up some trellis that had rosebush already climbing up it, and uh, stood on the top of my roof and sang, I believe I can fly before stepping out and flying uh, into the rosebush. And uh, that's cool. That's me, my experience of flying. I'm actually quite into comic books. Uh, I just love them, and this, this uh, today, actually, I was going to say this week, but it's true, but today I had an idea. I'm going to write a comic book. Uh, no, not for East Primal. Uh, about a boy who can fly, and that's all he can do, because though it's a really cool power, it's actually useless if you want to try and be a superhero. The best you can do is rescue cats from tall trees. But uh, I think... It is important. Cats need to be rescued from trees. I mean, you don't sit there and look at your cute cat in the tree and go, You made your bed, you sleep in it! <laughs> That's what my mum does when I do something stupid like climb a high tree. Uh, but it's not what we do to our cute little cat. My cat died just a few months ago. Oh, I'm not crying. I'm tough. And uh, that's cool. But I'm not really talking about flying tonight, though we called it learning to fly. Learning to fly just seemed the next part in the process. And uh, I think this is the next part of the process that we're talking about tonight, the process of our Christian walk. Last week, if you weren't here, I talked about getting born. Uh, if, you didn't, uh, if you weren't here, you can get the podcast. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, on iTunes, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Jordy's actually in charge of that. He's doing such a great job, and we're pretty pumped about uh, that. And uh, I think the most attractive thing for me about flight is this. That if I could fly, nothing would get in my way. There'd be no war I couldn't get over, no mountain I couldn't get round, because I could fly. It's the idea of being able to get perspective that's attractive about flying. See, sometimes when I'm having a bad week, I have a thing called a climb a tree day, where I take a step back and I just think about my life, and I try and get some perspective on it. I call it my climate tree day because I'm trying to get high and look at my problems and my busyness and my stress from a different angle. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the most attractive thing about flying is the fact that it offers perspective. And I guess that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about gaining a Christian perspective on life, finding God's perspective on life. Because if we got born... The next step is that, right? Because you don't learn to walk before you're born. You learn to walk once you're born. Because it would be very painful. Take it from me, I have a pregnant wife. If you started walking in your mother's womb. Can you imagine? It would be like the Zorman Rotorua. You'd just be trying to climb up the walls of the womb. But no, things happen in an order. And... Uh, my brain just went on the most amazing tangent there, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, it's quite easy to dwell in a world of your own worries and hurts and self-esteem issues, kind of consumed with yourself. I know when I was younger, if I get broken up with, man, I'd just be a wreck. 
I would be an emotional basket case. I'd be freaking out. I wouldn't know what to do. One minute I'd be on my bed, on my bed. <laughs> Next minute I'd be downstairs around the TV going, oh, she looks at me, Next minute I'll be out in the garden. You know what I decided to do? Every time. Every time. I'd put on my tops and I would jump in the pool. Every time. And what you don't know about my pool is this. My pool is not one of those well-placed pools in the sun. It's one of those pools in the middle of hilly river that gets no sun on it whatsoever. And it was always freezing. And there was nothing to put perspective back in your head than a freezing cold swim. And so whenever me or my mates broke up with a chicky bag, we would find ourselves a very cold watering hole and we would swim in it. And it would be our way of finding perspective and getting over that weird girl who was no good for us anyway. However, uh, that's not the kind of perspective I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about a different perspective uh, that will actually make a difference in your life. And that's not actually your perspective, uh, though that does make a difference in your life because it's your life. It's not actually your parents' perspective, though that does make a difference in your life. Parents have been put there to give you advice and laugh at you when you make little mistakes and grieve with you and pick you up when you make big mistakes. Uh, but I'm actually talking about God's perspective uh, tonight. See, God doesn't actually see the world the way you see the world. I think the most remarkable thing about God is He's not within time. He's outside of time. He's watching our life like an iPad magazine. He can kind of swish through page by page, see what's going on. He can linger in a moment. He can just stand back in a moment and watch it play out. He's just cruising. It's like he's got a million iPads. How many people in the world? <coughs> Six billion iPads. But he's present in every single one of them because he's onto it. He's got a whole lot of arms. Doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of arms, but you know what I'm saying. It's hard to believe, but, but God's perspective is far bigger than ours. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's outside of time. He doesn't exist like we exist. He sees how you're going to end up. Is that buzzy? He knows what's going to be written on my gravestone. My dad, last night, my dad and mom decided to tell me what they thought should be written on my gravestone. Uh, my mom goes, somewhere in there he just never grew up. Thanks, mom. You know what my dad said? <laughs> he goes, he thought it was real deep, eh? <laughs> Shot there. He goes, he took two steps sideways, but then a massive jump forward. I was like, why do I start with something negative? Awkward. <laughs> but God knows how your world's going to end. He knows how your life's going to finish. He actually knows who you're going to marry. The perspective of God actually says, don't worry, I've got it under control. And so often we freak out. We go, oh, I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to find a wife. But actually, God's got it under control. God knows what you're going through. He knows what you're thinking. He knows how it's going to end up, and he knows how it's always been. And he's actually been with you through the whole thing. You think you took your first breath without God, you are wrong. 
You think you kissed your first girl without God, you were wrong. You think you kissed your first boy without God, you were wrong. He is there. Freaking. <laughs> and God is present throughout your world, but has a perspective that you cannot understand unless you spend time with him. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about finding God's perspective on life, and the only way that happens is spending time with him. The Bible has given us a secret in a way. Because in the Bible, God has written his words. He has inputted his wisdom. I don't know if you've ever read Proverbs, but that thing is mind-blowing. There are very few self-help books that do not take their self-help directly from the book of Proverbs. There are very few life coaches, because apparently we need life coaches now, that do not take their life coach tips from the Bible. Because the Bible is the ultimate source of wisdom, whether you like it or not. The Bible is like a real-life equivalent of Yoda. If Yoda had a diary, if Yoda was a book, and was Christian, and saved by grace because Jesus died for Yoda, it's getting weird. Do you know what I'm saying though, right? The Bible is the ultimate source of wisdom and knowledge in the universe. It's God's inspired word. It is not wrong. And as Charles Stanley says on Sunday mornings on his ads before his TV shows, he says, it will not fail us. And he's right. The Bible will not fail us. And if we have a book that is both wise and will not fail us, then we ought to be reading it. Am I right? I think I'm right. Am I? 100%. I like that. But you've got to spend time in it. That's what we're saying this morning. See, uh, my dad, the one who said on my gravestone they should write TikTok two steps sideways and one giant jump forward, uh, had a study in the house I grew up in. It was my first home. It was in a little place called Mount Cola in Australia. And uh, it was cool. But he had, he had a study. And I remember it being huge and dark because as a kid everything was a little bit more extreme than I guess it really was. And I used to walk into a study and put tiny and it was big. He'd have like walls of shelves of rich mahogany and leather bound books. And uh, I'd walk in there and I'd feel so little and freaked out. And on the wall he had this tacky poster, man. It was tacky. Like I got friends who were graphic designers and they would just flip their lid. Amy's mom is an interior designer. She would just potentially just, just faint. Uh, it was this picture of a, of a deer. And it was a deer on the silhouette of a hillside and the sunset behind it. Just one deer with big antenna out of its head. That's what deer have. They don't have horns or antlers. They have antenna out of their head. And uh, it said in the text on the bottom, it said, God speaks when you're still enough to listen. And now as a 25-year-old, I get why that's important. Because sometimes I wonder whether I have a little bit of ADD. Sometimes I wonder if I have an overactive heartbeat. Sometimes I wonder if I will ever learn to tell my brain to shut up. Sometimes I don't want to sleep till 3 o'clock in the morning because I just got this idea and go... <laughs> I know how you feel. Like a guinea pig. It's like a guinea pig. Running, like chasing a little thing around a circuit over and over and over again in my head. 
But God speaks when we're still enough to listen. And uh, He actually wants to speak to us through His Bible. But we've got to get still. Let me read you this. 1 John 48 to 51. If you've got your Bibles, turn to it. It says this. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus. Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nazareth! exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. This is the buzzy bit, right? This is the bit that gets really cool. This is the bit that says that God listens when you're still enough. God is present when you're quiet enough. Because it says this. No, let me just say this. He's present all the time, right? But unless we're quiet and still, unless we're focusing on it, we're not present. God is always present. It's about whether you're present. God turns up to you. I think that's pretty cool. I'm sure somebody came up with that before me. But here we go. Verse 47. As they approached, right, these men are walking up to Jesus. Jesus says, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. And Nathaniel asks Jesus, How do you know about me? And Jesus replies, I can see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, which means teacher, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Man, Jesus speaks when you're still enough to listen. He's always present, but are you present? And I'll go one step further and say this. What you do in secret determines who you will be in public. See, in public, Jesus could claim that Nathaniel was a man of complete integrity. Why? (coughs) Because of what he did in private. Gentlemen, this is a big deal. And ladies, it's a big deal for you too. What you do in private will determine your success in public. How you prioritize your world, how you listen to God, will determine your future. You with me here? It's a pretty big deal, huh? Nathaniel... Nathaniel, I don't know why it suddenly became the voiceover from Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Nathaniel started his engines and putted over to Derbyshire. Anyway, <coughs> sorry, I've got so much going. Oh, I wanted to be Ringo Starr. Did you know it was Ringo Starr? From... Yeah. yeah, cool. Anyway, um, Nathaniel spent time under the fig tree. Because that was his secret place. That was the place he met with God. And what I want to say to you tonight is this. You have Bibles. If you don't, we've got one for you. You have word for you today. It's those Bible studies that we've given you. 
If you don't, we've got one for you. <coughs> you have everything you need at your disposal <coughs> to stop and spend some time with God. To find a secret place where you can connect with Him, when you can listen to Him, when you can learn the secrets of life from His Word. Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible says this, where you can learn the unforced rhythms of grace. See, I want to I walk in wisdom. I want to walk in integrity. I want to be disciplined. And I want to spend time in the secret place where God can speak to me. Because I know that my private determines my potential future. And you've got to know that. God is outside of all this. He's got perspective on it, and he wants to give it to you. Is that cool? Yes. I will say this, though, because I do this every week, whether there's new people here or not. If you don't know the God I'm talking about, I want to pray for you tonight that you can meet him. You can get born, like we talked about last week, and then you can actually begin a relationship with him. You can start to, to, to hear his voice. You can start to hear his plan for you. Is that cool? Yeah. Can I pray? Why don't we just stand to our feet? And uh, I'm just going to quickly pray. I'm not going to draw it out or force it or damn you by a line until you commit to something you're not ready for. But I just want to pray uh, that God will speak to us and that if you don't know it, that it come into your world and really spark something in your heart and make a real difference in your world. Is that cool? Let's pray. Hey God, thank you for who you are and who you created us to be. Thank you that, that nothing happens in this life that you aren't aware of, that, that nothing happens on this earth that you're not present in, God. Thank you that when we are present, we can meet with you because you are always present, Father. We thank you for that. And God, right now, we ask you to just Encourage our, our hearts. Remind us of your love for us. Remind us of why we're here. That you speak to us. That God, you give us a clue, a hint, a, a taste of what it would be like if we would all just put some time aside to spend with you, to get into our Bibles and find a place for you in our world. Right now, if you don't know God, I just want to kind of press pause on this prayer and say that you don't know Him, but He actually knows you. And uh, He knows every part of you. As I said, He's not distant from any part of your life. Whether you know Him or not, whether you've known Him or not, he, He's known you. The Bible says He knit you together in your mother's womb. My nanam, it's, it's actually a pretty incredible thing. It's intricate. <coughs> she always says that a piece of her is in everything she knits. I think that's how God is. God knit you together. He called you to this place tonight so that he could tell you that. Is there anybody here that, that needs to meet God tonight? Needs to really step out and go, yeah, God is for me and I want to be for him. I want to dedicate my life to the things he's called me to do. Is there anybody here at all who wants to meet Jesus tonight? I'm just going to pray with you. You won't be all that scared. God, thank you that you've been here. 
that you're for us, you love us, and you're present in our world. Thank you for all that you've done and continue to do in our lives. In Jesus' name. And they all said, Amen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the message. See you back here next week for some more exciting stuff.